everybody. Welcome to the Inclusive Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host, Ashwini Prasad. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. And we are speaking with Lisa Caprelli, who is an author, a speaker, and does virtual story type and song presentations. She does them on site as well, whenever possible and whenever it is safe. Her book and her series, Unicorn Jazz, is about being self-assured for children and about how to be inclusive through the children's book lens. Take a listen. Thanks so much for being here. You're gonna really enjoy Lisa. And I appreciate you, and if you are liking this episode and other episodes, please leave a review, download, and share these episodes. In addition, as you know, I'm an anti-racism and anti-oppression educator and consultant, and if I can support you or your organization to create safe spaces in your social justice work, let's connect and see if we can create some safe spaces together. You can find me at theinclusivescreenwriter.com or on Instagram at The Inclusive Screenwriter. Let's take a listen to Lisa Caprelli as she talks to us more about unicorn jazz. Hi everybody, welcome to the Inclusive Storytelling Podcast. Today, I am so excited to talk to Lisa Caprelli. Welcome Lisa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And typically at the beginning of the show, I like to share my my puppet friends and it makes adults smile, not just kids. And <laughs> I, just, I just did an author visit. So I just, I'm so blessed to work with children today. And I didn't know that that was going to be my life's work and, and mission. And I'm just grateful to be on a show like yours. And, and thank you for doing what you do. Oh, thank you. And so for those of you that are on audio only, it was great. Lisa just picked up two puppets. And so um, this is my first guest that really we're going to talk about writing and children's books. And I think this is such an important part of inclusive storytelling is that children and children's books and writing and authors, not only the stage or comedy or music, uh, you know, being able to be in a space where you have books and children's books, especially. So Lisa, I appreciate the introduction. So let's jump in. Uh, I want to know a little bit more, and we kind of discussed this offline a little bit, but I love a little bit of a history of you and how you got to writing children's books. Thank you. Well, I grew up in El Paso, Texas, a border town, if you know. Um, it, it's right there next to um, Juarez, Mexico. I'm Hispanic. I come from a large family of five. My grandmother um, had a third grade education. Um, she was forced to drop out of school because her mother passed away and she helped raise her family. So my grandmother was a very pivotal part of my life as many people can go back to their childhood and maybe was a teacher, friend, relative. Um, I love giving my grandmother credit because I was really shy growing up, like my character, Unicorn Jazz. I grew up really shy like my character, Unicorn Jazz. And there's, there's a reason why um, when you know, you're a storyteller writer, sometimes you, you put your personality or that of others into your characters. And my grandmother believed in me, and the first story is about uh, a character believing in unicorn jazz and, and developing friendship. And so growing up in elementary school, the ch our childhood, as we know, are, are, are pivotal years. I mean, and, and for people that don't have children, we were once them. I, I feel a responsibility um, to pay it forward and help the younger generation. Um, that's the, the work I'm blessed to do. And uh, it's a way to also stay young at heart. You know, I love that I feel seven a lot with wisdom and I'm able to give back. 
Uh, I moved to California when I was um, almost 30 years old. I'm 50 now. And I came here with nothing but like a hundred dollars type story. And uh, I since then have developed different businesses. I became an entrepreneur uh, very quickly, uh, learned the ins and outs of it. Um, I have worked with hundreds of CEOs, helping them market their business um, to success. My prior career to children's work um, was in marketing and branding and, and PR. Um, I wrote a book called Skip a Step, Imparting Wisdom for Young Entrepreneur Minds. Um, it has a workbook also, um, would love for you to check it out. And it was, again, from me interviewing different leaders who all had different trials and tribulations and, and almost every, every person I've ever worked with that was a business owner leader always had struggle and loss. It was never like, everything was great. We rose to the top. So, you know, I always like being curious and, and understanding the why, what the pitfalls were, what would be skips. What would be steps they would skip if they could go back and tell their seven-year-old self, the 21-year-old self. So, and, and a lot of it was to really to encourage meaning and happiness because we all know we are searching for happiness and meaning. Nobody wants to be depressed. Nobody wants to be hurting. So for me, I was, I've always been uh, curious and um, me having a writer's brain, I, I write things down. I mean, I, I spent a lifetime reading, writing best of quotes from great leaders. And after you read them and memorize them and memorize them like I have, it becomes, you, you know, you, it can become your voice as it is now in speaking. Because this was something that I never did. I used to get stage fright speaking. Awesome. Thank you for so much for sharing all of that. So, Lisa, that is absolutely fantastic. I love the introduction. And so I, what I love is you talking about your seven-year-old self. And I do the same thing I when I, I've been asked, you know, so what can I do? Because I run into a lot of people, and maybe this is your experience as well, at all levels of life and all times in life. They're just like, oh, I don't know if I'm not doing this. I don't know what else I would do with my life. I don't know my passions. And I tell them, I go, what if you can, if it's not too traumatic for you, think about what brought you joy as a child, mm -hmm. whether it is, for me, it was theater. And so when I think about that, and that's why I'm doing the podcast, I have a book out on, I'm a screenwriter, you know, and I, yeah. I'm going back to that. And it was just so nice to be like, okay, yes. And prior to the uh, pandemic, I was like, oh, maybe I should go back into improv and just briefly go in, do a six week class. Yeah. And I encourage people if they can. Yeah, definitely. I love what you're doing is you're saying, you know, go back to that seven-year-old self in terms of those skips, uh, uh, steps you could skip, right? Yeah. To be, to be that's, in a space. That's but the thing now, you do. Yeah, the thing you do. And uh, for our audio listeners, Lisa is picking, uh, has picked up a book that says the thing I do. And I love that is that if we can look at what you enjoyed as a child and be able to go back into that, I think is amazing. Well, so let's get into your book and Unicorn Jazz. So tell me more about about this main character. Okay, in the first book, Unicorn Jazz moves to a new land in search of new friends, and she feels like she doesn't belong. This is the Spanish version. As you can see, some of them are in Spanish. The same thing. And so her mom sings to her, so she has a, a beautiful voice like her mom. And it was important for me to incorporate um, songs with all my books. We have nine songs out now for Unicorn Jazz because uh, I sang to my son when I was little. I didn't have a nice voice, so Unicorn Jazz was going to have the magical, powerful voice. She has a music note for a tail, as you can see as I'm holding up. 
and that we got that trademarked. And, you know, there was a lot of the business planning and going into the books, but for kids who read it and, and adults who love the message, there's different hidden messages. Uh, so she meets the horses, the horses say, well, you don't look like a real horse because, you know, you only have one horn. And, and the gecko says, you can't hide like us. So again, many times in our life, everyone has feelings of times they didn't belong. Maybe they feel like they didn't matter. So for me, I want to go back and, and tell children that each one of you matter, that we all have different personalities. We're unique, unicorn. That's why I picked a unicorn. And that we should celebrate our differences, not, you know, not disgrace them or not make fun of them. I was made fun of, as many people have been, um, you know, when they were young. And, and so for me, I'm encouraging people of all ages to embrace that they're different. We are all different. We, of course, we have different DNA. Of course, not everyone's going to be a screenwriter writer like you or love it, you know, or, or a singer or a dancer and love it. But I'm here with all the wisdom I've collected that if you do what you love, and it, does not, it doesn't even have to be career, it could be hobby or interest. If you do what you love and you don't take the opinions of naysayers or like why are you doing that but if it makes you happy like maybe you like hiking maybe you like adventure maybe you like reading and you know um you like writing and and if people encourage our innate gifts you're going to pour over that into other and you're going to exude happiness because you're doing what you love and and so i like going back to children because i wish someone had told me that maybe i would have been a, 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 an author sooner I didn't know I was an artist. I'm also an artist. Didn't know that. No, I, I was told like, that's not something you can make money in, but why does everything we do have to be related to money? I absolutely love that. And, you know, if we can, it, it's so important to go in and take a look and uh, really reclaiming those experiences, which I love that you're doing with, especially with Unicorn Jazz is like, no, I don't belong, but um, I'm sure there's a whole journey that we can talk about that happens with Unicorn Jazz. And I also loved how you talked about that ability to uh, do what you like. And I, and I get these two people who be like, well, again, right, as I was mentioning earlier, um, I don't know what I want or no, it's, I'm too afraid or it's fear driven or yeah. it's like, no, I can't make money. And I encourage people, you know, at least just do it a little bit, like have it as a hobby for now, but right. give your, give yourself the chance to explore it. I think everybody should be given the chance to explore the things that they love or find out. And and people will also bring up to me, oh, well, I don't have the money. Listen, you can go to YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. there, and especially during the pandemic now, and even today, even though we're kind of getting a little past it, people are still offering free workshops. So just drop in one of those, right. you know, and see if that spark happens or that interest. Or if you can afford it, uh, take a local community college photography right. course for four weeks. Those There's are pretty so inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. That's what the thing I do is I started when I started speaking, going into classes and schools before the pandemic, I still do that virtually. Um, I would see them get excited about the how to the again, my business background I, that I didn't know they would be interested in a, in a kid level like careers when they would say like, how did you learn how to do YouTube? How did you learn how to do video editing, green screen, you know, and these kids know that, or, or they've seen it. You and I didn't grow up with you. We're older than, you know, Google and YouTube. Yeah. So for me, looking at the world through their lenses, uh, which I love to do, is and to open and expand their their possibilities. And um, because what I found, and I found this working in business, that 
there was a book I wrote called Color Your Message, and it was teaching what I call business dinosaurs, why social media was important, because a lot of older people said, that's going to go away. And I was like, technologies and anything invented after you were born. And I've always been an advocate of technology. Yes, we know that we have to turn it off. We do know that. And so I was always like at the forefront of technology and embracing it because like, look, you and I get to be on a show like this. We, you get to have listeners listening to something like this. And um, I created a show that's now on Amazon TV called The Thing I Do, all since the pandemic. It is homegrown. I'm so proud of all the kid actors and singers and puppets. And a lot of it was just, I never did this before. And yeah, to me, yeah. there's a saying, if it's meant to be, it's up to me and, and you listening. You, I'm proof, like many people are, that you can do anything you want when you set your mind to it. You take action steps and you get the right people on your team to help you. That's so great. And I love this unicorn jazz. So I ask this because in screenwriting and in yeah. writing, there's always a part of you, right? That's in your character. Oh, for sure. So I'm curious, um, you mentioned it earlier, but I want to dig in a little deeper. How much of unicorn jazz is of you? And how much of it is created and how much is of that character is influenced by uh, your experiences or other people you know? Yeah, I love that question. Unicorn jazz a lot is me. Um, I, of course, I'll make up things as, you know, I consider myself like a fairy tale writer. That's what you can do with, with its fiction and, and with art. So a lot of times um, when, when I'm doing her puppet voice, um, it's, it's just my personality and I try to drum up myself because I'm not an actress and we have professional actors doing some of the things on the, on the show. Um, and it's sometimes it's, it's made up. Like, like I said, she's a great singer. I love to sing, but I'm not. So that was going to be easy to, to make up. Also, um, I have a niece named Jasmine. A lot of people don't know that. So I drew some of her personality, Jasmine jazz into it. And so for me, it was also to be, she, I, she's like a vulnerable, you know, innocent character as children should be and uh, curious. And, um, and she's going to have friends that help her in her whole life. And, and that is my story. I moved to California to have no family here. I had, to, you know, coming from a large family, that's really hard. I came from a loving family. And um, I used to cry because I missed them, but they weren't going to move here and I wasn't going to move back. This was for me the place I needed to be. I never saw an ocean until I was 17. I live five blocks from the ocean today by the grace of God. I'm so grateful and blessed to do. So I don't take things for granted. And I, I appreciate the, the hard work that it's taken me and, and the, the team, my illustrator, Davy Villalobos, who's my cousin. It was his dream to be a published illustrator. And whoa, we um. So again, that's his thing. And I, I love that for life, I get to bring out the best of people through storytelling, picture books, my own you know, personal story. Um, I love that my books also um, promote social emotional learning that's important in schools, especially since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And social emotional learning is, is feelings and emotions, managing them. Like, you know, when you're angry, what do you do? That's why my book, I See You Choosing Kindness, which I'm holding up. Um, this was important for me because as we know, kindness is important over other choices. And so in the book, you know, Unicorn Jazz, uh, there's a character named Billy Bob, the butterfly bully. And uh, it's, it's about choices. And uh, I, that book meant a lot to me because I was bullied as a child. I was teased. And so for me, it's just teaching kids that they can be an advocate. They see something that, that they could stand up for, right? 
Um, because like I said, I grew up shy, like unicorn jazz. I used to hate that I was shy. I used to wish I could be like the popular kid. But now when I tell that to kids, when I'm standing before them, thousands of kids, zero nervous now, zero shy. I say, what would happen if I wasn't shy? If I was talking all the time, I wouldn't have been a writer. I wouldn't have observed the world. I, I did a lot of observing and I, I love, you know, there's people that can pick up on people's emotions, um, your um, facial gestures, all that's part of social and emotional learning, knowing, you know, what's appropriate, knowing if you, you know, did you hurt someone's feelings? How do you repair that? Um, teaching love, empathy, compassion, all those are things that you're going to need in communication in working with people. With the pandemic, because of the isolation, a lot of children, that's been delayed and teachers are, are struggling as they tell me, children from, teachers from all over the country because I've worked with them. And they tell me how challenging and, and the words, how sad it is that, mm -hmm. you know, it's for all of us, you know, um, a lot of school parents or parents that had to homeschool that didn't have a degree in teaching, you know, that, that was challenging. So I just feel like as a community, we can focus on what we can do. And, and many of us can rise to be leaders in happiness, rise to do what we can. Without the title or being in business, uh, leader, absolutely, it's to lead, and that can happen in so many different yeah. instances. And I love how, you know, I call it magic, um, because when you talk about social and emotional learning, I'm actually going to be trained on social and emotional learning and its intersection with race relations and be delivering that content oh, to good. business I have folks. some videos that I could share with you that teachers have given me content that I put on. Yeah, no, the schools love love it and I think and again who knew that just my own experiences would would be that because I didn't know my books were going to be categorized as social emotional learning until a principal told me this years ago before the pandemic and people started finding that because it was like new buzzwords in, in education and so I said well yeah that's that's what I didn't have <laughs> I wish I had that yes and it's like you said that empathy that it's like you said that empathy that kindness and also there's another word that i learned a long time ago and it's not necessarily just kindness but it's hosp hospitality yeah so being the, yeah, yeah being there for somebody and and working with them and supporting them not helping supporting them serving. yeah 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 i like supporting uh, some people might say i like say like acts of service you know, supporting. yeah, exactly. Yeah, supporting. It takes away that like saviorship mentality yeah. or a mentality where somehow somebody needs you. No, everybody has their own agency and you're there to provide what you can for them. And I love what you're doing, that that's the message that you have and you're bringing in your life experiences. You're able to uh, focus in on your experiences as a child right mm -hmm. and also for me like when i do some of my screenwriting uh you i don't know if it's for you but for me when i think about ways that i can almost like provide therapy for myself so i'm thinking yeah. about like when you were shy you're like well no let me create this character that's not <laughs> and now you're able to create this beautiful character but also now you get to embrace that person that you're that you were but then also who you are as a woman today i love that yeah thank you yeah and and i I never wanted to be the, the in the limelight. Never wanted to be. Now I am this spokesperson because I actually come with an army of people helping me. Um, a lot of kids and kid actresses that 
that are, you know, help with our book drive donations that we give to children's charities. And, and Unicorn Jazz has been described as a movement. And of course, I'm proud of that. I, I tell people, I wanted to remember Unicorn Jazz. I don't, I don't care if they remember my name or not. I care. Unicorn Jazz represents a, a mission, a body of work and people and community coming together and growing together as we navigate um, through this thing called life, that we, there's really no manual to parenting. There's no manual to relationships. We can learn and learn and consume, which we should all learn and grow, you know, until the day we die, I believe. Um, and so we can all learn from each other. I mean, that's how I learned. I learned from great people like Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins. I mean, I have spent so much in self-development because for me, the more that I can, you can understand others, you're going to understand yourself and you're going to be able to invite them to understand you. And isn't that like kind of what we want? Because when you look at everything in your way, your eyes and, and your perspective, it's through your glasses. They're not the same as someone else's experience. And, um, and the opposite of selfish is to help others, right? Take it on with you. And of course, that's going to bring you happiness and joy and, and start doing it and you'll see it. And um, so, and still, I still make mistakes. I still might, I'm going to miscommunicate in, in, uh, with other people. I learn to take responsibility. I, I advocate for saying I'm wrong or how can I, what can I do? I didn't mean to do that, you know, and, and someone of course has to be willing to receive that. There's some people that like, if you said something the wrong way or wrong tone, it, it could trigger some emotions in them that just go not right. And it's, it's very interesting to me that that people will be affected as you as we hear you know words can help words can be loving words can also hurt and you know it's i i you know i, I wish for everyone to be happy i i want to be happy all the time it doesn't mean i don't yeah. have like you know no one ever says i want to be stuck in bad depressed i want to experience loss i want to cry no that's not no one wants that However, as we know as adults, we can't, we can't avoid that. Suffering is a choice and happiness is a choice. You know, Lisa, as we're talking, what I really like what you're saying is that intention versus impact. And even though we didn't intend to offend or intend to do something, it, the impact and acknowledging that. And when I do my anti-oppression trainings, I say that, you know, the intention versus impact and also, um, recognizing the impact can be there and also be in a space where how are you reacting because I've had conversations with people have, that have gone badly when I really feel like inequity has been put towards me and when somebody reacts with defensiveness or in a space where they're not I feel they're not listening the conversation's going to be halted for me and I, I my trigger is inequity especially when it happens to me or somebody I love and so there's these moments where I may not always be my best self but the inequity is something that I want acknowledged and if it does not um, does not happen or that acknowledgement doesn't happen then I'm not able to really move forward with somebody because they're not listening to me right. and so these power of these words I think are so important including in children's books and in that space so I'm interested you know that social and emotional learning is so important I'm interested in all of the work that you're doing today and I wanted to know more about the work you're doing how is this character and your book series received? 
people, boys and girls, a lot of children of all ages and adults appreciate Unicorn Jazz and, and her character friend Treziki. And Treziki um, is born at the end of ICU Choosing Kindness. We knew that. Um, I wanted to not just make, I wanted to make the brand, you know, diverse. And so Treziki is named after my son, Trey. And my son is a basketball sports kid. And he wanted nothing to do with the unicorn in the sense that, you know, he's, he's a teen now. So, you know, I, so I invented Treziki. He plays basketball. And again, I was able to draw personality. And, and by the way, this is interesting. I have a son who's 30 and who is a nurse. And uh, my older son plays the voice of Treziki. We have a game show that's on the series on Amazon TV. It's super fun. I encourage people to watch it. We donate the shows to children's hospitals and classrooms if they want them because all these uh, messages are incorporated in a fun, I kind of describe it as a Sesame Street way, but it's been homegrown. And uh, so, you know, we have, all our characters have names. We have a goal to turn it into an animation series. It's a, it's a long process. But for me, as the feedback from children who love it coming to life and puppets in the show, in the kids' show, with stories and songs, it's, it, it creates limitless learning because we have coloring pages, activities beyond the book for education, for educators available for free. I look at it as if you, the more you immerse children into the stories and looking at it from the artist's point of view, from them exploring what, what they would do besides if they were Treziki and they were doing show and tell. And, you know, looking at people through other glasses, there's like a, a glasses kit that do this. There's just so many things that we created. It, it, my mind's always spinning, you know, as a writer, like I'm the type that wakes up at three o'clock with the idea and, and I work early like that because that's some of my, the best time that I, I can put in with no distractions. And I just look at it like, why do I have to have weird, you know, set hours? I, I get my sleep. I used to be such a night owl. So I used to go to bed at two, three, and it would just be normal. <laughs> so I get you. And I love what you're saying about, yeah, that some of the, my inspiration comes from a dream or sometimes as I'm winding down at the night in the shower and I'm like, oh, I should do this with this character. And there's no set hours for it. It just kind of comes. Um, I met up with a friend a couple of years ago and he's a programmer. But what I loved is that he was carrying around his backpack. And he said the reason why he was carrying around his backpack is because inspiration could come to him at any time. And so he mm. wanted to make sure, mm -hmm, I loved it. And so he wanted to make sure he captured it. So he was like, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm bringing my backpack with me. And I was like, no problem. Um, but I love what he did. You know, he knew that inspiration could come at any time and he was ready to jot it down and be able to make a note or change something based off of what was happening. So it was so great. And I love what you're saying about this. And I love the project. And so um, I want us to know a little bit more about where we can find Unicorn Jazz. Tell us more about, you've kind of mentioned and alluded to it, but tell us um, absolutely where to find uh, Unicorn Jazz and the many venues and how we can find you and be connected with you. Yes, I, I'd love for you to go to unicornjazz.com if you're listening. If, you, if you're an educator, teacher, parent, if you can go on the education tab or author visits tab, I do virtual visits all over the world. We're doing a read across the world. I've been doing it since the pandemic. Um, as things get lifted, I can't wait to go back into schools and travel the world teaching and sharing entertainment and messages with stories, songs, and, and of course, with the social emotional learning component. I'm Lisa Caprelli. I'm easy to reach on all the social media. 
Um, and I welcome hearing from, you know, I even have kids, kids have a, I'm holding up a pen pal activity if they want to write, you know, write to me. Oops, here we go, pen pal. Um, I always liked being a pen pal when I was young. And, and uh, so for me, I, I do the best I can and the growing team, um, you know, if I got hundreds of these in a day, which I would love, I probably would have a fan club. <laughs> With your pen pal notes, yes. That's absolutely wonderful, Lisa. And so, uh, so folks can also go to Amazon, right, to find the yeah. Unicorn Jazz series. Yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You could ask for it at your local bookstore. We are, you know, we are growing. Um, we have seven books in the series, including the coloring book pages, a hundred-page educator guide. Just we are constantly coming out with something new. We're coming out with a book called Help and Give Back. Um, beautiful artwork by my illustrator on ways people can help and give back recycling, you know, Habitat for Humanity type projects, book donations, singing for a cause, all those represented by unicorn jazz characters. That's probably going to be one of my favorite books forever because I do talk about the importance of helping and giving back. And that's one thing that I did as a child volunteering. And in the, since the pandemic, a lot of my time has just been donated, given away or working on projects for the greater good of kids. And I'm not, I don't, you know, to me, as I've been told, don't go count the cost, you know, God will, we will, you know, reward you, God will give you all the needs that you have. And that has been so. And I'm just grateful for the, the rise and growth and the community and people that know the backstory. So thank you for an incredible podcast like you, because when people get to know the backstories, they, you know, we, we tend to support people with the story and, and, and this, that's heart and meaning in something. We know that of any business, product, service, or brand and stories. And I'm so grateful that who knew that for a girl that felt like she didn't belong as a child or didn't matter or was to this or to that, that now there's meaning, there's meaning in my life and every single day. And, and to be in front of children is the best day of my life. And that gets to happen a lot. And I'm very grateful. Oh, that's so wonderful. So Lisa, I'll, I ask this of all my guests, you know, if we could be more inclusive in your, in our lives, what advice would you give to our listeners? It would be to help others, help and serve others, tell people what, you know, when you, you know, I'm a person that will ask for helping me. And I, I say, how can I help and serve you? What can I do for you? And people like that, you know, it's, it's easy to, to be, you know, self-centered. We are selfish in nature, all of us. We want, you know, but to talk and take in different points of views, to learn and be curious about people, to celebrate their wins, you know, so they celebrate yours with you and to, to help make the world a better place in whatever way you can. We all here, we all matter. How can you include someone's life in your life, whether it's one, whether it's a thousand or a million? <laughs> Wonderful community. That is absolutely wonderful. Lisa, I love what you are doing. Everybody, if you can, if you're on audio right now, I highly recommend going to YouTube and looking at this video instead of just audio. Because one, Lisa is beautiful and wonderful. And also she was showing her books throughout this conversation. And so you could really benefit being able to see Unicorn Jazz, check Unicorn Jazz out. Like um, Lisa was saying, you can get grabbed the book and also go to unicornjazz.com. Lisa, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's my pleasure and honor to support your great work in the world as well. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.